Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here is always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall. It's Sunday. Yeah. At least the Jets won. Yep. It's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I really like doing the whole uh, recording on Sunday thing, especially especially when you've just been getting absolutely pummeled all, all day from every direction. And now I have to come and talk and talk about it. This is, this is, this is like a therapy session that I don't really want to uh, – I really don't want to be a part of, but here we are. Hey, listen, if the Jets got schmirked today, I, would have been, I probably wouldn't have been in the mood either. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but this is also a fan. This is also a fantasy show. Like I can, I can at least say, oh, maybe Ezekiel Elliott did well in a Cowboys loss and and propel me propel propel me to a win. There we go. Words. Uh, there's no winning that's happening this week. There, there, there's no winning. There's no winning. I am getting absolutely pumped in every which direction. Well, you and me both. Because there are some situations where I just don't know. I don't like the, just the Eagles. Why? Why the Eagles? You forget that Jordan Howard's even on the fucking team. He's not even on the team. And, he's, and he has a rushing touchdown. Can he yeah, get well as a non-factor? But to be fair, the Eagles did say that they don't view Kenny Gainwell as a bruiser. That that's just not his game. And they are correct about that, that he's not necessarily that in between the tackles kind of guy. So if they don't view him as that, he just wasn't going to factor that, that. I don't know why they view Boston Scott as that over him. That, that I think is a question that um, maybe are they like the same kind of running back. Really? I, I guess they view Boston Scott as more of the, the bruiser, but we saw, but Jordan Howard was, was that guy. Jordan Howard, look what happened. I mean, Jordan Howard barely played a lick and he had the fresher legs and it showed and it, and it showed I mean, Jordan Howard, two rushing touchdowns. Boston Scott had two. Jalen Hurts didn't have a touchdown at all, which <sighs> the streak, the streak of 20 plus fantasy points for, for Jalen Hurts comes to a screeching halt. Well, I could, I probably could have figured considering how much we talked about it, that it wasn't going to happen. Probably commentators cars. Yeah. Although, I mean, this top, let me just read you this top 10 of quarterbacks and watch your jaw hit the floor because of how ridiculous about, because just because of the names that are on this list. Josh Allen is one. Josh Allen is number one. As of time of recording, 717, Sunday, October 31st. Correct. Normal day, October 31st. Normal day. Normal day. Josh Allen is number one. Jimmy mm-hmm. G is number two. Fuckface is number three. Tom Brady. Great guy. Mike, Goat, number three. Yeah. Hall of Famer, Mike White, is number four. Justin Fields. I'm not, is I'm not even five. entertaining that sentence. Okay. Just, okay. Justin Fields is five. Matt Stafford is six. Gino is seven. Ryan Tannehill is eight. Davis Mills is nine. And Joe Burrow rounds out at number 10. Mm-hmm. And this is before, obviously, Vikings, Cowboys, and Giants, Chiefs. So I want to, I want to just go over something very quick before we, um, before we go into anything with the quarterbacks. I just want to go over the starts of the week that Jake and I gave. By the way, speaking of which, can, yeah. I, can you let me be the optimistic Jets fan? Jake is the pessimistic, burn everything to the ground Jets fan. Jake is also realistic. No, Jake is pessimistic. No, he's realistic. You're blinded. You're blinded. Your, your fandom blinds you. So the starts of the week that we did on, on the mailbag, just want to review them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my quarterback start of the week is TBD at this moment. It was Daniel Jones, and we both were going to say Kirk Cousins for that one. Jake's start of the week, Joe Burrow. Top 10 day. How many fantasy points did he have? I, I don't recall off the top of my head. 19.9. 19.9? Solid. Uh, my start of the week for the running backs, Damian Harris had a touchdown, should have had two, should have had three. So <clears throat> win there, Jake's start of the week, Chuba Hubbard, he scored today as well. 
success. Success. Hmm. Devonta Smith, start of the week at the receiver position for me. Yikes. Jake, start of the week with Darius Slayton. Haven't gotten there yet. Start of the week at the tight end position for me. Noah Fant. Yikes. Yikes. Jake, start of the week at the tight end position. Tommy Sweeney. Yikes. Who the fuck is Tommy Sweeney? He's a tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yikes. That game. Yikes. That game is a, that entire game is a yikes. And somehow Josh Allen still finishes the QB one of the week before we get to Kirk Cousins, Cooper Rush, Patrick Mahomes, and Daniel Jones. Yikes. So overall, the starts of the week, real success. Can't wait to revisit this next week. Um, Getting into the quarterbacks. Um, Please don't rush to go pick up Mike White. Please. No, come on. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's especially you're going to be basically hinging how you feel for the week because the Jets play the Colts on Thursday. You're going to be hinging how you play, how you feel on the week. Yep. About your gut decision to pick up Mike White. Listen, Mike White re- was really good against the Bengals. I think that's probably his ceiling. I hope I'm wrong as a Jets fan. But, you know, there's a name. or there. So there's the list of players who have thrown for like over 400 yards in their debut. And I think so it's Mike White is one of them. And then a couple of the other names on that list are Cam Newton and Kevin Cobb. I think that Mike White's probably going to be closer to Kevin Cobb. It's a fair assessment. Very fair assessment. Yeah, that's a name. If you remember Kevin Cobb? I do. I he do very well. Wally Pitt. Was he Wally Pitt? Was he injured or just ineffectiveness? Is the reason that? Uh, they started Michael Vick over him? No, he was, he, he was, I believe he was Wally Pipped. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't know for sure. So I wanted to confirm that. I think so. I think so. Um, But yeah, don't, don't go, don't rush to pick up Mike White. Don't rush to pick up Davis Mills. You know, we can kind of rule these outliers out. Well, the um, thing about Mike White also is he threw three, he threw a bunch of picks. Yeah. And he, he threw two picks and then he had 400 yards passing. So just the volume right there. I mean, we're looking at quarterbacks on the week. You had Trevor Lawrence drop back 54 times. You had Carson Wentz drop back 51 times. Then the next guy after that is Mike White, who dropped back 45 times. Granted, only had eight completions on the day. Very, very impressive stuff. Eight incompletions, you mean? Did Did I say eight completions? Yeah, you said eight completions. Oh, okay, sorry. Eight incompletions of the day. Thank you, Adam. Well, really, um, it's more like six because interceptions count as incompletions. Yeah. Yeah. You know how long true. it took me to figure that out? It took me longer than it should have. I thought that interception, but whatever. That's a dumb thing. That's a dumb me thing. They're completions. That's, 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 that's just, that's, that's thinking about it too much. But yes, you are correct. You are correct. Um, yeah. Don't be rushing to pick up Mike White, please. Uh, Geno Smith, uh, good day for him. His time in the sun is probably done because there's talk that Russell Wilson could be back for Seattle next, uh, after the bye in, uh, in week 10 against green Bay, which would be, Ooh, would that be really, really, really welcomed for, uh, for people to have DK Metcalf who, We'll get to him. We'll get to Tyler Lockett and what to make out of those performances today. Um, well, honestly, I think Geno Smith, a lot of what he did was basically a product of going up against the hapless Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, the new, the new rule needs to be, if you're going up against Jacksonville, you need to be picking up that defense. And if Jacksonville is going to be without James Robinson, then... Yeah, they returned an onside kick for a touchdown. But Don't remind me, Adam. I started. I I played against the Seahawks defense in two places, the Eagles defense in three. I had defensive touchdown scored on me in five different leagues today. I don't want to hear it. Okay, maybe we it should is, do these on Sunday. This isn't this. This is like bad for our health. This is this, this, today has just been a fucking car crash. Um, another guy that I want to I want to talk about is Jimmy G. 
really was not that that impressive. His day was salvaged by two rushing touchdowns. Outside of that, didn't have a passing touchdown. No picks. 322 yards. Like that's not really that impressive for me. And you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo in the in the win was able to buy himself another week against Arizona on Sunday, then I, I mean, in Superflex, if you got him, he could be traded for something. I don't know, probably not. But it's not something that's going to make me say, "Oh yeah, I really need to go rush and start Jimmy Garoppolo." To be honest, no. this was not a great week for quarterbacks. I mean, as of recording, no. this is probably the first week that I can remember that I really paid attention to the the scoreboard, like the the actual scores, where a quarterback oh, hasn't hit what? It's the first week I've actually paid attention to the scoreboards. That's a comforting statement. No, hold on. That's not what I said. I said this is the first week since I started paying attention to the scoring leaders. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Since. I heard something completely different. I thought he said since, but sure. Since, since I started paying attention to, to these numbers that a quarterback hasn't passed 30 points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go, I'm going to scan. Well, last week, last week it happened. Oh, it did happen last week. Yep. Happened last week. Happened week six. Did not happen in week uh, week five. We had several guys over 30. Week four, two guys over 30. Week three, two guys over 30. Week two, two guys over 30. Week one, two guys over 30. So we haven't we haven't had a quarterback go over 30 points in three weeks, pending whatever happens tonight and Hell, if Tom Brady decides right now that he is going to drive down the field and score another touchdown, then Tom Brady could be a 30-point guy. Well, New Orleans, oh, that's true, because New Orleans just scored. Yeah, New New Orleans just kicked their field goal to be up two, and Tom Brady's getting the ball back with a minute 41 left, a.k.a. the the Bucs are winning that game. A.k.a. they gave him too much time. I am... Seeing into the future, they they are most certainly winning that game. Um, you want to do Adam the the biggest the biggest fantasy letdown this week, and we'll say not named Jalen Hurts. How about that? Okay, the biggest fantasy letdown is this personal Justin Herbert, Lord Belichick. Every time. Piece of shit, Belichick. The man's a fucking genius. The man's a fucking genius. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about Justin Herbert, even though it's two two really bad games in a row for him. If you don't want to count the, I mean, the bye. But yeah, two bad games. But I think that, you know, the Chargers are fine. Keenan Allen did pretty well. So... I don't know. I'm not worried about Justin Herbert at this point. Uh, biggest fantasy letdown by by a lot has got to be Matt Ryan, and that we, too. Yeah, we will touch on the Calvin Ridley situation when we get to the receivers. But um, it, there's a lot to be concerned about now if you are Atlanta, where you are really treading water. Matt Ryan did not have a good day. That that cut that Matt Ryan had. Oh my god. His hand was gushing. Holy shit. That was happy Halloween. That was spooky season. Definitely. Um, God. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good shot. I think Kyler is probably going to be up there, even though it happened on Thursday. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm rolling out the Thursday guys. Cause you could really, you could really say anybody from Thursday was a, was a disappointment. Not named Aaron Jones or James Conner or Chase Evans. Yeah out of the startable guys that you would uh, definitely be, be, be relying on. But yeah, there's definitely concern in, uh, in Atlanta. I I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if there are going to be uh, fantasy managers that decide that they're going to try and move on from Kyle Pitts, that they're just going to try and wipe their hands clean of anything Atlanta. 
I, I would be, I'm going to be very curious to see if, uh, if that happens. Well, I think that if that happens, you know, whatever happens, I think it might be good for Cordero Patterson because it seems like he's the only guy that's getting consistent production on that team. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you could say the same thing with Cordero Patterson, that there could be fantasy managers try to move on from him again, just wiping their hands clean of a, of a terrible, terrible team. Cause I just don't think that, you know, you take Calvin Ridley out of there. I don't think Atlanta are much better than Detroit. Honestly, their records may suggest otherwise, but forgive me for saying it. I think Detroit's a better football team than the Atlanta Falcons. Well, yeah. I mean, Detroit has basically been competitive in every game, but two. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today, I, I think that what happened today was just a result of Detroit just losing so many close games and so many close games, so many close games that it, it just kind of like the, the air was, has just been sucked out of those tires and they just, you know, they came out flat. They looked flat. There was just, there was just nothing, nothing there for, for, uh, for Detroit. But I still stand by my take of please put a thousand dollars on Detroit on Thanksgiving to beat the Chicago bears. I still stand by it. Even with the performance of Justin Fields today, Yes, I am very much, very much on the bandwagon of throw everything on the Detroit Lions. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I think I have a question for you about this. I have an answer. Do you think Baker Mayfield came back too soon? No. No. The Browns have to win games. And... They saw an opportunity where Baker Mayfield, if he could play through the injury, he could play through it. It does not throwing shoulder. So, you know, it, it's not like it's going to be anything that hinders the throws. I mean, we, we talked about it over the course of the last few weeks that, yeah, is, is it going to hurt? Oh, yeah, it's going to hurt. I bet it hurts like shit. I bet it's really, really, really sore. But, again, it's Ooh. something that is going to hold Baker Mayfield out. If, if he could play through it, he's going to play through it because the Browns, they need to start winning football games. It's 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 plain and simple. They're not winning football games with Case Keenum. Sorry, they're not. Well, they did win one football game with Case Keenum. They won that football game against the Denver Broncos, who are terrible. Yes. So the reason I said, ooh, while you were talking about Baker Mayfield, is that the Saints just got a pick six. Tom Brady threw another pick. He threw a pick six to P.J. Williams. Saints are going to win that game. Well, I'm going to go back and cut the part where I said Tom Brady is about to win with a minute 41 to go. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I fully accepted that I am just the kiss of death. Any, any, anything you I to touch stop goes saying to things. shit. Anything that- I touch just goes to fucking shit. No way. By the way, yeah. wait a minute. You know who's on the Saints? The Trevor Simeon. No, this other draft bust, formerly of the Chicago Bears, 2015 first round pick. Kevin White. Kevin White. Yeah. Injury prone receiver out of West Virginia. Oh, we love Kevin White. That's a that's a fantasy that's a fantasy hero right there. We love we love Kevin White. What did Kevin White do in fantasy? Absolutely nothing. We all had very high hopes for Kevin White, myself included. Okay. Favorite of mine. So, yeah, is there anybody else? I think Teddy Bridgewater is pretty underwhelming as well. But that Broncos team, I don't know. That whole game with Denver and Washington was pretty underwhelming. Well, you have two of the most underwhelming teams in the National Football League that are playing each other. Washington and Denver. It's underwhelming versus underwhelming. So inevitably you are going to get underwhelming. That is, come on, Adam, that's a kindergarten equation. Underwhelming plus underwhelming equals underwhelming. Yes. All right. You want to talk 
you want to move on from the shitty quarterbacks. I'm, d- I'm done talking about the quarterbacks. I'm sure you just want to talk about Michael Carter and how great he is and how wonderful he is. So, you know what? I'll, I'll let you have your moment. You can run, you can run down the top 10 running backs and then you could just go talk about Michael Carter and how amazing he is. Okay. Okay. Cause I know you Actually, want to both running backs from that game, Michael Carter, as of time of recording, Michael Carter is number one. Joe Mixon's number two. Austin Eckler, number three. Aaron Jones, number four. Darrell Henderson, number five. Jonathan Taylor, number six. Najee Harris, number seven. Elijah Mitchell, number eight. Ty Johnson, number nine. Melvin Gordon rounds it out, number 10. I mean, you want to talk about Michael Carter? Yes, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, frankly. You know, both Jets running backs had great games against uh, Cincinnati. Um, You know, Michael Carter is number two, or Michael Carter is number 32, and he scored 32 points. So you love to see it. And, uh, you know, this really is, he's solidified that this is his backfield because, you know, he's shown flashes in games where, you know, he had a great game. He had a pretty solid game against Atlanta. He actually had a pretty solid game against New England. And then he broke out against the Bengals. And I think Tevin Coleman, when he comes back, if whenever he comes back, he's going to be like way down on the depth chart. You done? Yeah. You want me to burst your bubble now? Sure. It's an outlier game from the Jets. You cannot expect the Jets to put up 34 points every single week. The issue that I have with Michael Carter is, yeah, well, he's the number one guy in this offense. How often are we going to see Michael Carter putting up 32-point weeks? That's just the the issue that I have. Well, you're not expecting him to put up 32 points every week. No, but I will say that Michael Carter, the signs are definitely promising. His workload has continued to go up, which is good. Tevin Coleman, I think, I, I think that 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 pipe dream of him, you know, being a consistent option with the Jets, you know, that's done. If anybody really had that, I, I'll say that Michael Carter, the rest of the way, do I think he's, do I think he's a top twenty-four guy rest of season? No, I don't. Do I think he's a top thirty guy rest of season? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. My only thing is say say you have Michael Carter and it really depends on what your record is. And, and you know, this, this is like a, a conditional with everything and everything, every guy that we talk about, that's like a, a late bloomer. The next two weeks, he has matchups that are going to be very, very difficult. The Colts next week on Thursday and the Buffalo bills at home. Those are two of the best run defenses in football. If you need to get wins, Michael Carter could be a fantastic trade asset right now after what he just did. Because me personally, I won't have my Michael Carter ranked as a top 30 running back for the next two weeks. I, I just won't. Because the Colts and the Bills are, like I said, two of the best run defenses in football. But then, then after that, you get Miami, check. Houston, check. Philadelphia, uh, check, kind of. New Orleans, meh. But then Miami, check. Jacksonville, check. And then championship week, he goes up against Tampa Bay. At home. Comes down, boo-hoo. Um, so he has the potential to be a starter for five or six games the rest of the way that you could actually – that I can actually see people starting Michael Carter. I mean, Michael Carter is going to be started on Thursday. I know it. And I just, it it just screams to me chasing points and Michael Carter has a big letdown. And then he's back on the bench for a lot of fantasy managers. That's what this just screams to me. Well, I think this, this could definitely be his ceiling, but past his past performances track record shown that he has like a solid, like floor of like, yeah, you know, of being like a really good, if not like a flex, like his floor is like a really good flex. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say, I would say a solid flex. I wouldn't say a really good flex 
Because, I mean, just look at the point totals before this breakout, right? If we're excluding the two weeks where he was five points down or five points or below, 10.8, 10 10.4, 14.8, 16.4, 32.2. Have, have the point totals consistently gone up? Yes, they have. Over the last four games that they've played, they have consistently gone up. But for me, when I'm looking at a flex, I want to get see a guy that puts up 15 points. Do I think it gets 15 points against Indy? No. Do I think it's 15 against Buffalo? No. So at the end of the day, the suggestion that I have for anybody that has Michael Carter, keep him on the bench for two weeks and see where you're at in week 11. Because week 11, he could be a fantastic play against Miami where, I mean, let's just face it, the Miami run defense is diabolical. And what what the Buffalo Bills were trying to do in terms of not running the ball against that run defense, I, I, I don't know what they were thinking, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, it also depends on who his starting quarterback is as well because th- there are hopes that um, Zach Wilson could come back in time for the Buffalo game. Well, how, how, just how, how about for uh, the immediate future? I mean, Mike White is starting Thursday. It's yes. not going to be Joe Flacco. No. Well, Robert Sala said as much. He said, like, was one of his first answers, like Mike White starting on Thursday. Good. That's what he said. Good. That, that, that's the way it should be. But I would I would also say that Mike White has a very short leash because they because they gave up assets to go get Joe Flacco. Yeah. If I they mean, didn't have Joe Flacco, then then Mike White could just could could just go. So it, it looks I don't want to say it looks silly because no one expected Mike White to do this. Nobody. Nobody. And if you if if you said that you did, you're a liar. You're or you're a time traveler or you're a time traveler or you're a time traveler. Yes. Or, or, or you are in fact a, uh, a time traveler, but uh, yeah, overall a, a good showing from, uh, from Michael Carter, but again, you know, uh, assess situation and see if there's anybody out there that's willing to pay top dollar for Michael Carter. Yeah. And a lot of the usual suspects up here in the top 10 and beyond where you have Joe Mixon having a good week. Austin Eckler having a good week. Aaron Jones, uh, who's the only guy who did well on Thursday. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, who has been really solid this season. Really, really, really good for Pittsburgh. And he's definitely going to be a first-round pick next year. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he definitely will be. He definitely will be. And, um, yeah. And Darrell Henderson also. Who went up continues? Yes, who went up against Houston? Who continues to score touchdowns, whether it be through the air or otherwise? Hey, I, I gotta say, I was dead wrong on that one. I was dead wrong, and it just goes to show you, it, 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 it. We've seen Darrell Henderson before. Darrell Henderson was not good before. Wh- whatever has been done, and I guess you could really say it's an upgrade with the quarterback, uh, and then. It's no slight on Jared Goff because Jared Goff was really good for a while. But look at what Matthew Stafford has done with that entire offense. It's unlocked such a, such a whole new dimension of things. I mean, I believe it was Devontae Adams that said last year that Cooper Cup is the most underrated receiver in the entire league. And now all Cooper Cup is doing is, is just getting open consistently. Like he, he, nobody can guard him it's kind of the same thing now with, with Darrell Henderson, where you have this strong running game that complements the strong passing game. And it's, how do you stop that? How do you consistently stop that? And the answer is, is simply you don't. So uh, Darrell Henderson is a must start going forward. Top 12 guy rest of the season. And if you took him in mid round four, you, you got yourself a hell of a pick because he has been nothing short of tremendous. Yeah. Um, you want to go into letdowns because there are a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there definitely are a couple. <laughs> People are still worried. I am very worried about. I mean, I'm not an Antonio Gibson owner by any stretch. I don't have it in, in uh, the non-co-own or the co-own. 
but I think people should be worried about Antonio Gibson. Um, I know a lot of people started Kenneth Gainwell, including myself. Not a fun time. Would not recommend it. I mean, I don't know what the hell's happened with Antonio Gibson. Honestly, I, I, me personally, he's playing through this injury. So that could be a lot of his issues right now, but I also think it comes down to the fact that the Washington is just not that good. So any opportunity that Gibson could have to really establish something is just taken out from, from underneath him a little bit. I mean, this was a close game too, and he only had 11 touches. So I don't know if it's bad coaching. I don't know if it's bad game planning, whatever it is. It's just not a good situation to be in. And I mean, how much better if it's Tony Gibson is hurt, which he is. Yeah. How much better would he have been if Ryan Fitzpatrick was his quarterback? Not much. It's marginal. Not much. No. I mean, this really underscores the importance of handcuffs. Because yeah, I mean, if you J- have J.D. J- McKissick. Exactly. J.D. McKissick has outscored Antonio Gibson for four straight weeks. This being week number four. Mm-hmm. It's it's worrying for anybody that has uh, that has Gibson. And uh, I think I saw a stat today that the most trades on ESPN leagues offered the most offered player was Antonio Gibson. Yeah. The most offered, the most offered was Antonio Gibson. The most traded was Miles Sanders. That I'm not surprised in the slightest. No. How many of those? And then there's a little like uh, fine print. 50% of those Miles Sanders offers were teams owned by Mr. Ed Birdsall. Maybe, maybe not. I plead the fifth. (laughs) Plead the fifth on that one. Um, Disappointment, I, and I really, really want to talk about him. Nick Chubb, why? Why? Kareem Hunt goes down. It's the Baker Mayfield saying, argument. Cleveland needs to win games. He was Cleveland to needs to win games to try not to win games because Nick Chubb is their best running back, and they're not letting him do his job. And it just comes down to I me. Mean, this is just a situation that we need to remember for next year. And it's just like, this is a full blown timeshare. And especially in, in, in PPR, despite how much Cleveland runs the ball, it, it, it doesn't matter for someone like Nick Chubb when he just can't, he can't consistently get a run going. So, I mean, it sucks because Nick Chubb is a very, very, very talented running back. But again, just another letdown for Nick Chubb. He 16 carries. Okay. But the one time that they had an opportunity to run it in close, they went with Dearness Johnson. Yeah. Well, I think Nick, you know, Nick Chubb's still hurt. It's like, why even play Nick Chubb? If you're not going to trust him in these situations. Because they have to win games. They were just, okay, fine. Is this the same argument for uh, Baker? Is it, it might just be. like, just because they want, you know, they won against Denver last Thursday. Yeah. They, I mean, with they have, they Johnson to... and Case Keenum. Like, it's it's been done. Dearness Johnson's a really good, it's like he's a, he was a good player. You know, he, was, he had a solid performance. He is a good player, and that, but that, I think that's part of the problem. With with Nick Chubb and fantasy is, you know, there's three good players in this backfield, and all on all of them. I mean, I don't even know what this uh, this backfield is going to look like when it's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. It's going to be a fucking mess. And Nick Chubb really that Cleveland backfield just gives a whole new meaning to the word handcuff because he really is handcuffed by. The production of Kareem, monster. of Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a messy, messy, messy situation. And you know, I think for uh, for me, this is my first year that I've had Nick Chubb, and it will be my last. I'm very, okay. yeah. uh, very, very over that. Uh, let's see another. Oh, I mean. 
another letdown. And uh, this is a tough this one to really call. It doesn't make any sense to me. Are you talking about Derrick Henry? No, I'm not talking about Derrick. Well, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry was hurt. Derrick Henry was hurt. He came off. He had his ankle looked at. And they just saw an opportunity to beat the Colts through the air. And not, not on the ground with Derrick Henry. So The funny slash not funny thing that happened is literally after you texted me saying that you dropped Jeremy McNichols, I saw the tweet saying that Derrick Henry was hurt. Adam, like, my, heart, my heart was in my ass. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The one week, the one week that we decide to drop Jeremy McNichols so we can try, try and field a wide receiver to do something. That, which, by the way, that receiver put up a big fat Neil Poir. No points. We might nothing. as well have not done. We might as well have not fielded the wide receiver. We may as well just have played Julio Jones. And he would have given us the same fucking production. Thanks, Russell Gage. Fucking prick. Um, yeah, it was just a, a down game for Derrick Henry. I mean, th- these games are not going to happen very often. So, I mean, hey, if, if you started Derrick Henry, you know, sucks. But, you know, he'll – these kind of games do not happen all that often. So, I mean, he plays the Rams next week. Then he plays New Orleans at home. And then he plays Houston at home. I mean, what he's going to do to Houston, my dear God, that might that might be a crime in several sovereign nations. What he is about, to, what he is about to do to Houston. Oh my! There's a law in the Geneva life. Convention. Uh, yes, yeah. They 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 may they may need to uh, reopen the uh, Treaty of Versailles and uh, try and put a clause in there that says Derrick Henry, anything over 200 yards, we just plead mercy, and the game is over. 250, three touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would love it. Question is, what state is our team going to be in when we get there? Um, but yeah, other than that, other than that, oh, I mean, Leonard Fournette too, but that was that was a weird game. That was a weird just sort of game for, for Tampa Bay. It was, it was weird. It was a weird game. That's all I got. That, that, weird. That, that, That's it? Hashtag analysis, yes. Hashtag analysis is weird. Hashtag analysis. It was a weird game. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it, really. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of it. So receivers. Yep. I'm gonna gush about the Jets again, but for different reasons. Yep. Go ahead. Jamar Chase was held in check by Mr. by one Bryce Hall. You love to see it. Hey, I. I'm very impressed with uh, with Bryce Hall. I got to say, Bryce Hall, like he, he, at Virginia, he was like one of the best corners in college football. And the reason that that he fell in the draft is because he was injured. That's literally the only reason. And here he is. Yes, I, I has. I don't think has anybody scored on him yet this year. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's very good. Good for him. Good for him. But uh, here's your top 10 at time of recording. Arthur Juan Brown at number one. Michael Pittman Jr. Chris Goblin. That's two and three. Michael Pittman Jr. and Chris Goblin. I went up against both of them. Not a fun time. No, no. Wouldn't recommend it. Nope. Two stars. Zero stars, actually. <laughs> Would not would not recommend. Would not would not do it again. Um, Tyro Lockett at number four, Coop Cup at number five. Our favorite receiver, who just passed Jerry Rice for most receiving yards through his first seven games, Debo Samuel. Fuck him. DK Metcalf, the Kalen Zacharias, my guy. My God. That is what DK stands for. I keep forgetting what that. Yeah. Yeah. The Kalen Zacharias Metcalf. Uh, Cole Beasley. Robert Woods. Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. Brandon Cooks. Cooked. And Keenan Allen. Uh, where do you even begin? Oh, well. You want to talk about the Calvin Ridley situation? You want to get that out of the way? Sure. Well, I just don't go on Twitter. 
and see what people think about this. Just don't do it. I have my opinions. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, I think that it's good that he's stepping away to yes. take care of his Absolutely. mental health. Absolutely. If that's what it is, if that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, best to him. You know, we have the listen, he's an adult. He has the right to do whatever he wants. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, we we've had we've had situations like this already this year. You know, we had we had Lane Johnson uh, step away. The Eagles offensive tackle uh, step away due to uh, mental health concerns. And now Calvin Ridley is doing the same. And, And I think everybody here knows that there is no bigger advocate for dealing with your mental health than than I while, while, you know, of course, being concerned and, 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 and speculating as to, you know, what this situation is. Um, obviously, you know, with the, with the London game against the Jets, he, that's when he was first out. And there were uh, reports and, and speculation out there that maybe it was because Calvin Ridley was, wasn't vaccinated and wasn't clear to travel to, to Europe. So then, you know, everyone speculated then that that's what it was. And now it's, you know, people are coming out of the uh, coming out of the well and saying, oh, it's this. So it's that. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I think also what is really I don't want to say good about the situation because there's nothing good about it. What's important that the the important thing to note is also that it's none of our business. What's what's wrong with Calvin Ridley? Well, that's it. That's it is. Normally, you would have something like this that is reported on. And I, I, I was talking to somebody today and they had suggested that maybe it was a death in the family or something along those lines. And I, I just kind of said to him, I said, well, if it's a death in the family, I mean, we've heard that reported before. Like that's not a secret as like as shitty and as terrible as that is to say, like somebody dies that's close to a player Odds are we know about it because, you know, it's like not it's not super hard to to figure out and then and then release to the general public. But, you know, with with this, you know, you could again, you can only speculate as to as to what it could be. Are there further extenuating circumstances that are contributing to Calvin Ridley not being 100 percent focused on football? Um, Is it purely just he needs a mental health break which if he does and that is what it is then i you know again you got to fully uh, support it but um you know he he says he's stepping away to try and focus on himself and become a better person for for the future and again you, you just got to wish him uh all the best in that endeavor but it, it definitely is um it, it's a weird situation to try and, and break down and talk about because I guess the cynical nature of people and the way that we kind of all are is we all just sort of default to, oh, there's got to be something even deeper and darker going on here. That's just the way that we are. And obviously, I'm not going to be the one to say that, oh, yeah, there is or, or no, no, there's not. I don't know. I don't know. And Nobody knows. Quite, and quite frankly, I don't really care to know. The most important thing is that Calvin really gets the help that he deserves. And hopefully we will see him back on the football field in uh, in due course. It could. I mean, literally, it could just be you're you're just thrust into this high pressure situation where you're now the number one guy on this team that still thinks that it has like a like a window to compete. And you just went through the 2020 season, which was incredibly hard going through all the protocols and, you know, being away from your family, like every player in the league deserves, not just for going through, you know, playing the sport during the pandemic, but like they just for playing this game in general, they deserve to be able to step away to get the chance to step away and kind of like either decompress or just like take a step back and, you know, and be with their family, that sort of thing, because we don't know how much like, yeah, that's, 
That's it. Well, having a positive frame of mind and a mental health condition that is good and fruitful is a human right. That is number one. That's like top priority. And when you get to a point where you are close to or at rock bottom, you absolutely, again, this all goes with a human right sort of thing. You absolutely deserve to get the help that you, that you need. And if Calvin Ridley is at that spot where he feels like he cannot continue to do what he does because his mental health is restricting him from doing that, then he absolutely deserves to get the help that he needs. And again, I wish him nothing but the best in that endeavor. Unfortunately, and this is the part that is very, very difficult because I don't want to do this, nor does it really matter in hindsight, but there are obvious fantasy questions and implications about this and what do people do? I mean, I guess the answer is if you have him, you hold on to him and you just kind of hope for the best. If you're in a good spot and you can offer something low for Calvin Ridley and you just take a chance on it, then I guess you do it. But again, it's just something that I'm just so uncomfortable with talking about. Because honestly, when you bring mental health into the picture, fantasy just becomes very, very secondary, quite honestly. Yeah, I don't think there's another time. I don't think we should be worrying about this right now. Well, the, the, the sad reality, Adam, is that people are. So yeah. it's like you have to touch on it a little bit. And the answer that I have for people is if you think you want to take a chance on that, then do it. And it wasn't even like Calvin Ridley was playing all that well to begin with. So I think yeah. the, I think the well, clear think- answer for people is just hold on to Calvin Ridley and and, and see what happens, I guess. I, I just think it's a little crass to just be like, oh, Calvin Ridley's a buy low because he's out. Oh, it, abs- oh, it absolutely is. It, it, it absolutely is. Which is, which is why I, I honestly, it, again, the whole fantasy impact of it is just so secondary. Yeah. And it's just, it's so uncomfortable to talk about. And like, even me saying, oh, well, if you have an IR spot on your... Uh, in your format, then you should just stash him in your IR spot until yeah, he comes back. Exactly. Like, it sounds Even like such a, it's like such a dick thing for me to say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, the fantasy impact of it, my recommendation is to hold on to him. And, you know, that's that's kind of it. And, you know, if, if you have any further questions about it, uh, submit it to the mailbag and, and Jake and I will uh, we'll have to skate uh, skate around that very carefully. Yeah. Thank you well, in advance for that, by the way, because I know I know it's going to happen. All right. So happier news. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. We got to talk about this. They play Jacksonville. Jacksonville cannot stop a nosebleed. And as yeah, a wise man once said, as a wise man once said, yes, they they came back. They came back and. It looks like Russell Wilson, again, is going to be ready to go for uh, their date up at Lambeau. And the Packers are in a very similar situation where they don't have a lot of guys that are capable of covering one, let alone two, very good receivers. Do I think it's going to be this level where both Lockett and Metcalf just go off? No. No, I, I, I don't think so. Very rarely you're going to have these kind of weeks. But is it definitely possible that uh, that Metcalf or Lockett have big days against Green Bay? Yeah, it, it is definitely, definitely possible. And I think it's good. It's great news for Tyler Lockett as well. You know, anybody that bought low on Lockett and, you know, they're getting to enjoy this fruitful spell of production against Jacksonville. And then in two weeks, you're going to get Russell Wilson back with Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that that's the revitalization of his fantasy value right there. I don't know. He already had three good games, so I think he might be done for the season. Uh no, I I, I wouldn't bet on that. I wouldn't <laughs> bet on that. As 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 badly 
as badly as I want to say that Tyler Lockett is uh, is done and it's just going to be DK Metcalf for the rest of forever. Something just tells me that, that Russell Wilson's going to come back and it's just going to be, oh, okay, we got to get Tyler Lockett, some, show Tyler Lockett some love because DK's been getting too much from Gino. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about this week of receivers is that as dog shit as Miami's offense is, Devontae Parker, like it looks like he hasn't missed a beat since he in his first game back from injury. Yeah, he had a uh, very, very good game. 11 targets, eight of them hauled in, uh, didn't score. But yeah, a very, very solid day for Devontae Parker. And it gets a wonderful matchup next week versus Houston. Yep, you got to love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you do. Um, one more sort of uh, question here, and I guess this is like a Stefan Diggs question. Very quiet. Again, not to the standards that I think a lot of um, Stefan Diggs managers have. He scored. Okay. But only 15 fantasy points, 40 yards receiving. It was a weird day for the Buffalo Bills offense in general. Had three points going into the half. Ended up having 26. So, Adam, I guess as, as someone that owns Stefan Diggs, what what do you do? What are you doing? I don't know. My team sucks. I'm going to be, I'm staring down the barrel of like two and six. So I don't really know what I'm going to do with Stefan Diggs. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. It, it, it definitely is a tricky one. I think uh, a lot of people are going to be very much on the bandwagon of maybe trying to get something for Diggs, especially teams that are struggling. But you know, I, I don't know what is like what's fair price for someone to pay for a player of Stefan Diggs's caliber because we all know how good Stefan Diggs can be. But again, I just I, I don't really know what someone so, can get for Diggs right now. Go ahead. So I have some breaking news from Mr. Rappaport. Okay. Saints coach Sean Payton describes the knee injury for Jameis. As significant. Yeah, I'm not surprised. A potentially season-ending situation for the starter. And that is, that last bit is just opinion from Rappaport. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. The way, the way that, that knee bent, yeah, that was, that screamed ACL written all over it. Which is unfortunate. But, you know, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, Jets legend, Trevor Simeon, who got like murdered by Miles Garrett on Monday Night Football. I'd be, I'm kind of curious. I think I vomited. I almost vomited when I saw that play, by the way. With the uh, Jameis? No, with oh, uh, the, Trevor, the Trevor Simeon injury. Where he tore his Achilles, I think. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Would, would you be at all surprised? if the saints just come out of nowhere and make an offer for Deshaun Watson. Well, considering that the news is that the Texans are going to try and keep Deshaun Watson and then trade him in the off season, which I guess that's just to kind of get more clarity on what his playing status is. Yeah, but you know, maybe have more suitors. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's no to... way he plays with Texans ever again. There's no way. No, well, that's that is that's literally the only constant, the only certainty in this whole situation is that Deshaun Watson is never suiting up for the Texans again. Correct. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more clarity they're going to get. We're halfway through the season. It doesn't seem like we have anything as far as news is concerned. The court system takes a while. Like the clarity that teams are going to want is either he's guilty or he's not guilty. Correct. And you're not getting that in eight to 10 weeks. No, no, they are. Uh, they're going to assess things from what the law says. And then depending on what Roger Goodell does in terms of the suspension, figure it out from there. And then 
maybe it becomes more viable then to do a Deshaun Watson trade once all that comes forward. But again, it's you know you're, you're rushing the criminal proceedings and you're, you're you're going business versus the law. And guarantee you, a hundred times out of a hundred, the law is going to win. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Trevor Simeon did kind of well. He beat uh, he beat the Bucks. That's something. Trevor Simeon does not inspire much confidence into anybody. No. I mean, what do you what do you do now if you have Michael Thomas? You're expecting Michael Thomas to come back and be with Jameis. Now it's gonna be Michael Thomas coming back to play with Trevor Simeon. That's yeah. a, a, a definitely a different uh, different caliber of uh, quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if in practice Sean Payton says, "You know what, Taysom, give it a shot. Go out there." Well, Taysom has the concussion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're they're down to one healthy quarterback right now, and that is oh, Trevor Simeon. Oh dear. So they're, they're, they're definitely going to ring somebody in. It's just a matter of who. Well, Joe Flacco's available. Drew Brees comes out of retirement. Joe Drew, Brees, Drew Brees is Saints confirmed. Joe Flacco comes out. Joe Flacco's available. Joe Douglas gets like a fourth round pick for Joe Flacco. Joe Douglas. Tra- trading guru. Trader Joe's. Boo. Boo. Why are you booing me? Why are you booing me? I'm right. Terrible joke. Terrible joke. Boo. I I thought it was great. Boo. Come down to Trader Joe's and get your journeyman quarterback. Goodbye. Goodbye. We have Josh Johnson. We don't need we don't need Joe Flacco. We have Josh Johnson as our I'm leaving. Goodbye. Okay. I mean, hell, I could probably leave right now considering. Who the fuck wants to talk about the tight ends? Jesus Christ. I know. And I mean, the one the one big thing that we need to talk about is the unfortunate news with Robert Tunyon. Torn ACL. It's unfortunate. Um, I don't know why he would have been on your roster at all, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah, best wishes to uh, to that recovery. And uh yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll see Robert Tunyon uh, back in the draft discussion next year, depending on who the quarterback for the Packers is. Oh God, that's another thing. I don't want to talk about that. Aaron Rodgers to the Saints confirmed. I can only stomach so much quarterback controversy. Could you? Oh my God, could you imagine Aaron Rodgers to the Saints with Sean uh, Payton? Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady twice a year. Aaron Rodgers. Versus Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Oh my God! Wait, what? Why would that? Wait, if he goes to Denver, if he goes to Denver, oh. yeah, I, I was having, I was having one fantasy with another fantasy. Sorry, okay, was, it, it, it happens. I was wondering. I was like, they don't play. They play in the same different conferences. What are you talking about? Yes, yes, I, I I'm where, I'm where. Okay, uh, Aaron yeah, Rodgers with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And may and and maybe you bring you trade. Significant cap space to go out and then sign Devontae Adams. Oh my God. Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. Holy smokes. They're a package deal. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are a package deal. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams to the Saints confirmed. Oh, that's so cool. I would love it. I would Sean love Payton it. Sean Payton just has a sign up that says, Suck it, Brady. More like suck at the floor. No, that's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' sign is Suck It LaFleur. Fair. And suck also it. Zach Wilson's sign is Suck Ooh. It LaFleur, but it's different. It's a different one. It's a different LaFleur. I was gonna say something, but it, it 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 sounds a certain level of dirty, and I don't know if I should say it. Well, we've said worse. Suck it, Gutenkunst. Ooh. That that does sound a little Vile, yeah, it's a little guy. It's just the man's name. It's the man's name, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like okay. So now that we're here, have you have you listened to the Chris Rose Rotation podcast? No. 
So, you know, Chris Rose, of course. Yes, I do. Rosie from formerly of intentional talk. So he had Stephen Brault and Tyler Glass now on his podcast. It's like a John boy conglomerate uh, podcast. It's under that umbrella. Yes. So what John boy has become. Holy I know, shit. Right? Nuts. Nuts. He needs to be sending uh, royalty checks to AJ Hinch and Alex Cora. True. Very true. But anyway, so they're talking about like different names and stuff like that. And Tyra Glass now is like, yeah, you got like rusty cunts. And like, st- like talking about like weird names of baseball players. And Chris was like, no, 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 no. You're talking about the first base coach of the Royals, Rusty, Rusty Kuntz, not Rusty Kuntz. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be thrown off the air. <laughs> it was a funny joke. Well, did you see on Saturday that we're on it? This is where I thought this was, oh, my God. So on the injured knee, Jameis was dancing in the locker room. That's awesome. My guy. Philip Rivers throws a touchdown on a torn ACL. Jameis Winston dances in the locker room. My two guy. Guys, the different duality of man. Different characters. Same priorities. Two legends of the game. The duality um, of did, man. Okay. Did you see on Saturday, um, Ken Jong, I think his name is? Yes. On uh, game day? Ken Jong, really? Ken yes, Jong of like, The Hangover and The Mass yes, Singer? That, that's yeah. him. He was on game day. And he was making picks and he shouted out someone. It was like, Teresa, you are a hoe. Sorry, ESPN. That's her last name. Wow. UCLA, UCLA med student. Like, that's kind, of, kind of on the edge, but that's, a, I that's guess very that's her messed name. up. No, but still, uh, I don't know. Hey, this is what the man said. And the man gained popularity and fame in an instant. I cracked up laughing. I would have. I Because I would have thought of the, the Ralph Seferetto quote of, one, she was a whore. Two, she hit me. <laughs> God. God. Can we just talk about these shitty tight ends, please? They're very shitty. Not one of them cracked 20 points. Good for TJ Hawkinson. Get the fuck out of here, everybody else. Honestly, going through this list, Hawkinson, Dan Arnold, Pat Fryermuth, Dallas Goddard, Brevin Jordan, Jesse James, Jeff Swaim, Jordan Aiken, Tyler Croft, Mike Kosicki. We have one, two, three, four, five. Five tight ends that are less than 1% owned. Pat Fryermuth, Dan Arnold, less than 10% owned. And then you have Mike Kosicki, Dallas Goddard, and J.J. Hawkinson. What? Yeah. I, I, I mean, Hunter Henry didn't score. Very upsetting. Fuck that. Noah Fant was awful. Fuck that. Uh, Jared Cook was the the. Tyler Higby, uh, I'm done with with Tyler Higby. I'm done with that. Bye. See ya. Let's see. What what tight ends are available? We can pick up Pat Fryermuth. Well, if Eric Ebron doesn't doesn't play next week, that might that might be a move. Or we or make a trade for Darren Waller. Which you did did they get back to you, by the way? No, of course not. Okay. Nobody gets back to me. Nobody gets back to me. No, no one wants to do business with me. No comment. Anyway, uh, this is before Travis Kelsey and the Dallas guys play. So this tight end or this uh, top 10 could be a bit different. And Tyler Conklin. And Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin scores tonight. Well, great. Now he's not going to score because you said it. Thanks, Bird. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, all score. Oh, I see what you're doing. Good stuff. Dalvin Cook has three touchdowns. <laughs> I'm going to watch this game, and I'm going to probably 
be very surprised at how right or wrong you are. Uh, ser- all seriousness, I do think Tyler Conklin scores tonight. I'm okay. starting Tyler Conklin over Dalton Schultz. I literally made that change during this podcast. Just want to point that out there. Okay, well, put in his money where his mouth is. Is this in a league that I can check, or is it? I can just show you, and then okay. you can you can confirm to the audience that 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 it is true. Not that I don't trust you, but there you go. Oh, there he is, and yep. I can show you. And then Dalton Schultz on the bench. Yep. Oh, is this can a you confirm? League? I can confirm. Is this a keeper league? Because it's my keeper league. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because Cam Akers is on IR. Yeah. This is this is the keeper. This is my keeper league where the team I'm playing put up 101 points. I have 57 points, and I have Daniel Jones, Darrell Williams, Ty, Tyler Conklin, and Greg Zerline left. Basically, a full on ass ball to get me to four and four. Yeah. Diabolical. 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 This is not a good week for fantasy players at all. No, not at all. Can't wait for this week to be over. Points came at a premium, as coaches like to say. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, – I, I I will say I thoroughly did enjoy this Sunday night therapy session. Let's do it again sometime. Okay. Well, we'll see how different it is after the Jets lose. True. Fair point. And then, then the Cowboys just, uh, just kicked off as well. All righty. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Let's go, Cowboys.